I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no kata. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. And you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, y'all? The, the Roaring Twenties. What did I say? The, the Roaring Twenties. I was talking about the real twenty. The real 2020. <laughs> That's the Roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties. Y'all know how yes. we're doing in 2020. Yes. On this show, we discuss entertainment, <laughs> TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. As you hear it, Lisa Bolakaja is in the house. Chris mm. Derrick is in the house. Yes. With our, <coughs> our New Year's resolutions. That's a quote. Cool. New Year's cool. writing resolutions. Of course. It's always about the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, how you been, Lisa? Good. Yeah, you good? Hey, I'm ready for this new year. We're still here. Uh, I have not been drafted. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing quite well. Been I'm doing quite well. Quite well. <laughs> did, it get, did you guys get snowed in up there? Uh, I haven't been on so We go back uh, in a couple of days. So uh, as far as I know... <clears throat> uh, Road should be clear. Mm-hmm. I hope we'll see. I mean, with this climate change, there's no telling what the weather's going to be like. You know, like last year, we could have a thunderstorm, we could have a mudslide, we could have anything. Yeah. It's so unpredictable. I have no idea. We went back to um, Munns Park, which mm. is up in Flagstaff. Yes, <clears throat> about 17 miles out of Flagstaff, and I was like, "Babe, I want to go back to that place we went to last year because Christmas Day, I was cooking breakfast, and Scott said, "Babe, look out the window." I look out the window, and we have this fucking gorgeous patio with the gorgeous view. Yeah, and the snow started for like ten minutes. Yes, and that was it. I was like, "Babe, we gotta go back. I need a white Christmas." Why did we get like three, four feet, girl? It was just all day. Welcome. Well, they had. Gorgeous. gorgeous didn't they they crossed loved the, it was it a during thanksgiving i want to say they had to close down like the i-5 because there was snow in places that yeah. they had never had snow before and people were like don't come out here we and people need were it. coming hey we, heard, we yeah there's it. supposed to be like some excess level of pre- like precipitation in terms of like how much the snowpack is up yep. in these mountains so mm-hmm. we need it trust like me said, trust me you know people don't the climate change is not necessarily getting everything warm it's just like you don't know what's gonna the weather's mm-hmm. gonna right. be right right so Food supplies, all that stuff. We'll anyway, see what happens. How you doing, Chris Derrick, in the house? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. You you off to your uh, New Year's, looking at some good shit? You getting busy? Yeah. So, <clears> oh, my <throat> God. It's, uh, I mean, Jesus, the last three weeks. Um, I mean, I didn't necessarily take off for the holidays. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I had to do some work. By the way, did you ever get from Willie, did you get the clock? I did get the clock. Okay, you guys still got to do that? I, I, haven't, I haven't been able to shoot that. It's just okay. issues with Alex and it's his time and um, my time and just other things. Uh, I mean, plus, you know, the, the days I wanted to shoot was the days I was shooting this stuff for Sherry. So, right. um, and then I had That went good? It, it went good. I yeah, was, he did a shoot yeah, for Sherry Shepard the other day. That was good. It was very... Um, Into the mic. Very interesting. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, but I'm doing good. You know, I just... Mm-hmm. I, I, I had... Um, 
you know, right before the holidays, I had a couple really, really fascinating meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed to. Did you tell Lisa your good news about your new rep? No, no. I'll tell Why are you, you hiding it? I, Why are you keeping it um, on the level? I signed. I, I signed with a new manager uh, yeah. at, at the beginning of November. Um, big one too. Yeah, nice. big one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And uh, just off. there was just stuff. <laughs> well, you know what it was like. There was the I met with a friend of mine who's like a co EP or I guess he's an EP on Hawaii Five O mm-hmm. in like the end of September, and I went, and he was like, I, again, remember we talked about last year? Mm-hmm. Ask people for help. Yes, you know, and I ran and tell them what you want. Yeah, yeah, what yes, I wanted for sure. And I <clears throat> ran into a friend of mine who I hadn't seen about three, four years, and uh, at one of the the guild events, one mm-hmm. of the you know, and I reached out to him, and I had I had we had coffee or breakfast, and we were talking, and he was like, oh, okay, so I'll, you know, I'll definitely. I said to him, I say, hey, man, I really want to try to get in some people over at CBS. Who can I meet with at the current people and right. everything like that? People, he's like, well, send me a script. So you weren't saying put me on your show. You were saying get me a meeting with, mm. with somebody. No, but well, yeah, because it's like, you know, the show is already going. I mean, right. like, like, like I asked them. I, I, I ran him in the summer, right. in like July, and I said, hey, let's try to get coffee or something. I haven't seen you in a while. Well, he told me that. And I said, yeah. okay, I'll hit you up. I hit him up like a week later, and he was like, um, I'm going to Hawaii because mm-hmm. they shoot in Hawaii. Because right. the, the that season already began. Right. So it's too late. I mean... And he was like, well, give me a script. And I told him two scripts I had, and he was like, yeah. And one, he was like, that's a great idea, but I don't know if it's network friendly. Mm-hmm. So give me something, that the other one was. And I was like, okay, I, I got to do some character work on it before I get it to you. Right. And I couldn't figure the character stuff out for months. <laughs> I had other sometimes stuff, that happens. I mean, yeah. and I had, you know, we were doing sometimes the Sometimes you slow, sometimes you quick. quick. <laughs> and I had, you know, we were doing the, the movie, even the right. short film. I couldn't get around to it. But I cracked it over the break, and okay. I was like, "Oh, here's what I don't have." So I so I needed to write that for him. Mm-hmm. I needed to do notes on another pilot <laughs> that my manager loves, mm-hmm. and then the pilot that I'm sending to the my friend who's on Hawaii Five O to my manager about. She was like, "Oh, we should go out with that too." Okay. So I have that, and then you know, just a lot of interesting stuff in the last month mm-hmm. that required I was like well, where's my free time yeah. so I was like the break mm. I'll be writing most These of the time of the, the breaks, breaks. Hey. Bring it up, bring so, it up, break but it's like you know <laughs> we were talking about you know what is the plan for this year and I was like okay you know I want to you know I, I had a meeting at a really really prominent company and they can I interrupt you just really quick I yeah. just you just said something that just hit me I went oh actually I hope the listeners are hearing this. Did you hear how many new things you have that you're coming into 2020 with? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like three or four things you just named off really quick. When mm-hmm. I got these three things mm-hmm. already that are ready to go, like soon going, and I, I think that's important. Yeah. Cool. There's that. I mean, yeah. so I met with this comp- company, uh, big company, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and their question to me when we were meeting was, well, do you want to staff or do you want to develop with us? Hmm. And I was like, well, can I do both? Right. Why not? You know, if you're asking me, yeah. she was like, oh, I was like, look, I would love <clears throat> to staff. And then she pitched me two shows they're mm-hmm. doing. I said, oh, here's one that I can do. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, here, well, you need to read a book. So I'm, I'm reading a book now. Awesome. Um, and I was like, oh, and there's a comic book that I think you guys would love. Mm-hmm. I think there's very few people that could do it, but you guys do big, wild shit that's complicated and make it work right. here's a comic 
She's like, I told her about it. She's like, well, this sounds interesting. I said, I'll send it to you. So I sent it to you like the next day or mm-hmm. two days later. And she was like, okay, well, I'll take a look at this. Right. So it's like a third thing that's yeah. looking at, like, you know, I come into the year right. like ready. And then, but that's the thing. I was like, you, it's all about the focus, you know. Right. Like, what are people going to talk to you about? You know, I met with Chris Brancato about, well, I can't say what about. Because um, <laughs> uh, it hasn't been announced yet. Shout out to Chris. Um, okay. But, uh, but he and I were talking, and he was like, you know, he said the interesting to me. He said, you know, you got a lot of interesting stuff that you're doing. I mean, you got your web series, you got these pilots, you got a movie. You know, like, like really focus on what you can do. Because mm-hmm. he said to me, he said, look, you know, like, I've been at this since I wrote the movie Hoodlum. Mm-hmm. And, and, Ooh. Oh, yeah, like, was that 93, 94? Yeah. And he was like, the thing is, is that before I did this, I couldn't hold down any other job. Mm. And, he, and he was like, I got fired for being a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. I, he, all these he got fired. <laughs> he, he was like, it's stuff I cannot yeah. do. He's like, this is something that I can do. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, well, look, you know, I looked at directing because I can do that very well. Yeah. And I look at the writing because I can do that very well. I'm not, I'm not someone who... Is uh, who you know who's so specialized that I can't do the, can't I can only do the one thing, mm-hmm. and I was telling him he's like I was like look you know I came up in an era when I wanted to do this when you know the writer director filmmaker was championed right. and now that's no longer the case, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that's a skill set that I have that I have to give up, mm-hmm. and he's just like well then you gotta like talk to people who you know can make what you want to do happen mm-hmm. green lights yeah. you know yeah. and or invest in or you or invest in me right. or <clears throat> these things and I was like okay so I sat down after that meeting and I was like who was to play for me mm-hmm. and I was like I want to get a movie made what I don't necessarily like um, is you know I spent so much time working as any filmmaker and stuff like that that it's like I'm used to being the progenitor of my own stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know that when you have to work on a television show, unless you're creating it, that's not the play for you. Right. Um, and I would love to work on someone's show. I mean, I'm working on something with Joe, Wil- two things with Joe Wilson. Mm-hmm. But it's like, where do I get the maximum effort, the maximum explosion value from eff- focusing on something? Right. And I was like, the movie. I got people lined up to do the movie, like mm-hmm. money wise. I met with some friends of mine who, over the break, who were like, I haven't really talked to that much. Uh, who just like, we'll help you get the movie done. You can get if you do if the movie's good, mm-hmm. then let's get the movie. And the movie has the ability to do. Because I told you about the tattoo mm-hmm. thing. I, haven't, I don't know if I told you, but it's like it opened up a lot of doors in an interesting way, right. you know? And I was like, that's what I want to do. That's the main thing that I want to do. I got the television. It shows you as a writer. It shows, shows me as a director. director. It, shows me that, <clears throat> it shows me that I can direct a lot of that things. That you can produce. You know, produce. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's things that I, you know, I, the, the way I'm directing it, you know, I was talking with some showrunner friends of mine and they were like, well, you know, to, we, and Carl Seaton was like, you know, he got a lot of there's a real car scene by yes, the way he doesn't know there's a real Lisa but just that you know but there is is he still trash talking <laughs> I don't it's, know if he is or not it's 2020 it's 2020 I, I, I don't know but, but, but you know but, I, but I've written an email about things I, I was trying to do this year and he, was, he broke something down to me about like how you gotta focus things and how certain things change for him mm-hmm. as um, 
because of the episode of Snowfall that he did. Mm. And he was like, look, you know, like I now got got meetings at the the, 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 the premier, you know, like um, cable places, mm. Beca- you know, and I was like, OK, I see. Where now they want him to start doing pilots and mm. shit. pilots right. and to work on these <clears throat> these more and to be an AP these, on the show, these, these premium shows, mm-hmm. these, you know, and I was and I get where that comes from. And, yeah. it's, and it's like, that's how I need to be able to like. Uh, position myself mm. I think that's the, the main thing is like you gotta figure out like how to position yourself um, and I had to really think hard about how I want to do that this year right. and not I mean like obviously work on a show would be great because of the money mm-hmm. you know and then the contacts and the people and but then like, I realized it's gotta be the right show yes. that's the one thing that someone that someone was telling me one time he was like look there's going to be a contraction right. in what's going on. It might be in the next two years. And the people who, who are going to keep getting hired are people who are on the high-profile shows. Uh, or, they're, or, or And high-profile doesn't necessarily mean like everyone's watching, but the ones that right. like are highly anticipated right. or these uh, you know, critically acclaimed things. And yeah. it's like, how do you get there? It's not just getting on a show. But it's like getting on the right shows. Can I jump in here and just say this? One of the things I was thinking about, um, <clears throat> especially when I was during the, the winter break and, and writing and talking, because literally yesterday I had a, um, a Skype chat um, with one of my uh, my O'Clarian roommates. Shout out to to Ruby, and we were talking, and I basically had said it to her. Um, that I want to come out and spend some time with her back east because one of the things I've been listening to, and of course y'all know that one of my favorite albums last year was Solange's, yes. you know, When I Get Home. And one of the, my favorite songs on that is Alameda. Um, and it talks about, you know, the beginning of it, if you've seen the video and all that stuff too, it talks about intention. There's nothing without intention. Yeah. So one of the things I did with my journaling is for my 2020 goals is is to set out an intentional plan of some projects that I want to do and complete. Yeah. And when I say intentional. You see, she didn't say goals. She said plans. I said plans. <laughs> I did not say, because a goal moves. It's a diet. Okay. It's a di- <laughs> yes. You know, it's no. These are intentional things yeah. that are going to happen and manifest. But I had to start doing some concrete things. So like the last literally three weeks, like I lined up a copy editor because these are things that I'm planning on doing. I have two scripts that I'm working on. One is the the black cowboy, contemporary black cowboy uh, movie that I want to do. I've been doing the last two months. I've been reading this book called um, The Black Cowboys of Texas hmm. and basically doing going back and doing research and really looking in terms of, of contemporary cowboys, United States and basically black American Western history and our place in it. Mm-hmm. On top of that, too, the other script that I'm working on um, is dealing with the black kink community. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what kink is, yep. you can Google it, um, especially in terms that deals with bondage and role playing and all that kind of stuff that's very rare for black people in that community. Chris already knows what you're talking about. Oh, Chris already knows. <laughs> I got the videotape, Chris. I sent you. Chris already knows. <laughs> but, you know, and those are. Um, a two screenplays and there's also a book that I want to write that's a, a contemporary um, erotic romance that deals um, with some stuff that I'm interested in in the film industry so these are three projects that I'm intending to do right. but I've already started something I have a copy editor for the book um, I'm already doing some things when I'm lining up to do some research so, so literally I'm going to be going out horseback riding yeah. so basically it's like investing in some things not with the intent of oh I'm going to go sell these things it's this the research I want to do it's the stories I want to tell right. and not in terms of I'm going to make a whole bunch of money and it's just for the new decade getting back to this is something that 
projects I've been putting off, like, oh, nobody's want to see it. But this year it's like, I'm going to write the shit that I want to read and mm-hmm. see. And not am I going to do that, but I'm going to start setting up some things um, with some very definable goals and things. I don't want to say goals, but just flag. What, what's a good word to say it? Some As you're meeting your... These aims that you have, right? I, I, I just got to be a better word, but I like aims that I'm putting... Because they're going to happen. I'm doing this, but I'm setting out my calendar. Like I have my journal calendar. These are some things that need to be done and, and investing in that, which is going out the read. Like I said, going horseback riding, planning on going on a trail trip. There are black people, believe it or not, who are going out in different places and they gather together for yeah. weekends and they go on trail rides. And the whole culture is so unique and it's so fascinating and it's such a black Americana thing that we don't get to see and I'm so disappointed with a lot of the content that is coming out from black creators everybody thinks we all live in a city we don't all live listen (laughs) listen I'm just saying like there's and I'm just just a personal quest and I just made a a vow to myself that I want to create the things that I want to see that are unique that has a vision and a viewpoint that I don't think that other people have seen Mm -hmm. but it makes me happy because I want to see it because I'm just I'm at that point where I was like 20 years ago where it's like some of the content coming out was like man there's going to be some better shit out here because it's really getting regurgitated it's getting really boring Mm -hmm. like literally when I'm going I can't even watch Netflix or Amazon Prime because as I'm scrolling through I'm like next next like nothing is jumping out Mm -hmm. even with trailers and certain things that's supposed to be the next big thing I'm so bored right now and I realize I'm bored because I'm not writing the stuff that I want to see Go ahead, you know? Chris, what are you gonna say? Well, two things I'm gonna <clears> say. <throat> I mean, like I agree with you about you know, like I want to see shout stuff. out to the Black There's, King community. We yeah. <laughs> we exist. Yeah, yeah, totally, we exist. exist. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, the, the, it's it's like I want to see. I feel the same way. I the stuff that I'm writing that I'm pitching is things that and there's just. Oh, there's this one see now that Star Wars is over it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time and I kept wondering if they would do it in, in their universe and they didn't I'm just like this is where does this is where Star Wars has failed the the, the original fans mm. so I know how to so there's something that that like that like I'm gonna do that will pick up where people who are fans with the original trilogy would say show me the adult version of what Star Wars like should have been now that we're mm. 40 years on um but I love that you're saying, Lisa, that it's like you're investing in the time and you're looking at the pieces right. of what it takes. Right. Because one of the things that you go, hey, I want to make my movie. And mm-hmm. I do want to make my movie. But it's like, what are the steps mm-hmm. to do that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I... And, and that's how you re- that's how it doesn't become this monumental task right because I was like meeting with a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in about a year who I know has got money to put in a movie and I hadn't seen him for a while and then and he acts and plays and finances these plays and I just showed up at his play <laughs> and I sat in the front row and he it was a feeling around and he was like he was like what are you doing here I was like dude I mean look I see you know um, I mean it's you know, chocolate in a certain extent, but I do like his work. I wasn't just showing up to be right. another agenda, but it's like you know, I did that. I just I reconnected with like two of the friends of mine who have done movies, and I'm like, okay, like the pieces. I need to get understanding of what these things are to get them all in line because that's where you get uh, that's people get tripped up when they're doing something. It's like what's the the pieces to make up the goal, right. and that's where you fail. Because you, the, the 
if you come up with a plan, right. a plan has all these steps, and and the final step is it's complete. Right. And that's where you have to really sit down and think about well, what that you <clears> want. <throat> I mean, like like how to do it, not that right. you want to do it, but how to do it. Right. I always look at it, and I've talked about this before on the show. To me, just in looking at it in, most, in its most simple, simplest form, I go, you know, a goal is a diet. You know, beginning of the year, everybody, at right now, my gym was fucking packed yesterday. <laughs> and I look at this, <laughs> and I look around, and I can see the frustration in all the regulars. Yeah. I'm like, y'all bitches, in a month, it's going to be quiet. Right, right. Yeah. Trust me. Right. This is two weeks of craziness. Right, right. Because they made a goal. They didn't make a plan. They mm-hmm. didn't plan three days a week. I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. Right. They said, I'm going to go every day. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. I'm going to go four times a week. Right. You know what I mean? It's just this thought to right. me. You know what I mean? So anyway, it's the same thing with you as a writer. You have to plan your career. And I love what you were talking about, <clears throat> how you went on, the, you've been going on these meetings. And I noticed last year was a big shift for me. Well, 2018 in particular and this year. Um, like, I'm never nervous in a meeting. I've never have been, you know, but even more, I'm not. And it's because I've embraced, and I really think that, I, Pamela and I were talking about this last night, doing this podcast has actually helped me, I don't know how much it's helped you guys, but it's helped me never be concerned about anybody. Oh, Because we've yes. interviewed almost every level of any yeah. person in here. Yeah. I'm not scared of anybody, executives, right. you know, whatever the fuck. And so, I love what you did. Um, and it's exactly what I do. You go on a meeting. Like, for example, um, I was talking with one of the kids who comes in here. <clears throat> and he was telling me about one of his um, friends in his group is signed to a really big agency. Right. And, th- and they got him out like eight times in the last month. And he's like, that's not enough. And I'm like, what? <laughs> in December and November? <laughs> Bitch, that's tons. Right. And he was complaining. And I said, oh, how much did he get out last year? He said he went over like about 40 times last year. I'm like, 40 times last year? I said, did he get any jobs? He's like, I think he became like a writer's assistant on some show. And I went, okay, so he got something out of it. But what I'm hearing is he's not following through. Mm-hmm. Like what you did. Mm-hmm. Like every time you go to a meeting, you know this. Right. You go to a meeting, they talk about you. They talk about themselves and they go, here are the things that we are doing currently mm-hmm. that we have in production. Here are the things that we want to do. Right. Here are the things we're looking for. Right. Your job is to go, ooh, I connect to that one mm-hmm. or that one. Maybe right. there's more than one. Right. But but instead of going, ooh, yeah, I could write that one. Oh, I could write that one. I could write that one. You go, you know, just like I did when we got the Morgan Freeman thing, I went, oh, I don't even know if you know this thing about me. But let me tell you about this little story about myself when I was a kid. And I proceeded to tell her about this thing that totally works into the story right. that she was telling. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah. Right. She's like, really? Right. I was like, yeah. She was like, oh my God, oh my God. You sound like the perfect person to write this thing, right? So that's the difference in going to a meeting and coming out with something mm-hmm. than it is in going on a meeting and going, well, I just had a general. Right. It's never just a general well, if you go in well, with well, another. Well, the thing right. is, is that you're absolutely <clears throat> right. People don't real. I think what happens is, is that when you go on generals, you are... Th- it's that when you're young in the game, like obviously this is someone's coming in here is looking for your advice in the mm-hmm. writing group. They're probably younger. Right. Is that you don't if they're bringing you in for a meeting, it's because they like your writing and they want to know more about you, and they're not going to do your project. No. 
and <clears throat> because if they want to do your project, they'd be talking to your your attorney or your, or your, right. your agent. The thing is, is that you have to get the spotlight off of you. And if you're coming in for a meeting, it's like a job interview in a sense. But mm-hmm. but the thing is, they don't know really what you can do right. based upon your writing. They know that you know how to write, right. but what do you know how to do? Or what are you passionate about? Right. And I totally agree with you. It's like I just meeting with this company and they were t- pitching me a story or this book they're doing. And she was trying to like explain the book to me in a way that kind of like a fifth grader kind of explained like <laughs> she, she explained to me like hey you're a fifth grader because it's a very complicated thing right. you know and the minute she said she said one thing that i was like oh it's like this guy's book right have you read this she's like oh well you get it right and then she like stopped immediately with that kind of like mm-hmm. it's I, i'm trying to like figure a way to explain it to you because i know that they had a hard time explaining it to other executives ah, and people okay, right. and probably the studio too mm-hmm. and i was like <laughs> Oh, it's this and the, I, she was like, oh, and it, it it made her go. Now I understand that you understand this, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't and need it, to. And did a pivot. It's like, oh, okay, pivot, we don't have you know? to. Yeah. And then the thing is, is that when I got the book and I read the book, I was like, oh, I can see why this would be hard to pitch <laughs> because it's really crazy. Right. And then, but I was interesting because I said to her, and this was it's so funny because I had wrote this back to her afterwards. I said that. Um, uh, I mentioned this other science fiction book, this science fiction thing, but it's like this. She's like, oh, you get it. I said, oh, you know, it reminds me of this book that I read. Again, we're talking about The Name of the Rose. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what the author did? He spent 100 pages trying to acclimate you to the mindset that that he wanted you to think in to understand the story. And then 100 pages in, he now started telling you the story. Wow. And that's the same thing that happened in this book. The first, like, 85 pages, it was trying to, like, you should understand. They did this weird thing where... Um, the 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 person who is telling the story has a hard time understanding gender, so it's kind of flip flopping who someone until she interacts with someone else. Hmm. You'll find out really what someone's gender is. Hmm. So it's, that's just one aspect of how complicated the story hmm. is. And once I figured out how she was perceiving things, mm-hmm. and it and and the and the writing takes you there. I was like, oh, I get it. Hmm. It's just like this. Right. And I was, but but it's like that's the thing you got to do when you go to a meeting. You got to really use your deductive reasoning to understand what they want because they don't have time to necessarily like to do what you want to do. Right. I mean, if, if, if it's a big company, they got forty projects they want to do. Yeah. How can you help me move one right. to the next place on the field so we can get that? And to you, go? you said something perfect, Chris. This is something people never understand. So let's just play this by the numbers. So you have a manager, an agent, whatever. They get you a meeting, right? You go to said meeting in the general at showtime or whatever the fuck. <clears throat> you go to the meeting. And to you, it's just a general meeting. You come out of that meeting with now, oh, my God, now I get to pitch this thing, right? You walked in the meeting thinking, oh, well, they read my such and such script. So that means they must really be interested in that script. No, they read the script and go, oh, they could write, let me meet them. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. There's no, we want to do that story that you read because you hit it on the money. If they want to do that story, they would have contacted you get it. Your yeah. agent calls, yeah. your manager calls, going, guess what? You know what I mean? We got it, we got it, we got a contract here for you. You know what I mean? Immediately. We got there's, offer, no, right? there's an offer. Right. There's no, there's no come in and meet me. There's a deal on the right. table. It reminds me of what DMA said years ago mm-hmm. when she came to our OBS meeting. She says, when you go into meetings and you're you're doing this stuff, you're <clears> pitching <throat> what you can do for them. Right. 
basically they need to know that you're the person that's going to get them to where they need to go like they're looking for a driver for this truck right. <laughs> bitch can you drive this truck right. for us because right now we we need to get over here right. and you need to come in and say yeah well what what do you need me to do i can drive right. a stick shift i can drive a thing i can drive this what you know what do you need me to do and i remember that always stuck with me because then it, it puts the pressure off of you right. sweating out oh my god my script my this chill Mm-hmm. You know, go in and be observant. Listen to what they are saying to you. Find some things that you can connect to on a personal level that can give you that opening. Like you said, that gives you that opening to say, oh, well, hey, in this situation in my life, you know, I can totally relate to that because blah, blah, blah. And then it opens it up. And then like, you know, it, you can I move think, on. And I think I think most people <clears throat> and I've witnessed this. Because, you know, I have people come in here all the time and pitch me stuff and I'll talk to them about their story and learn that actually you know, they were keeping from me the fact that their mother was an alcoholic. I'm just spitballing something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why didn't you tell me that thing? Oh, well, that's my mom. I didn't want to. I was like, no, bitch, that's the problem. Okay. <laughs> you know, you have to be in a situation, especially when you get to a writer's room where those stories are the things that make it to the board. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where you have to be like, oh, let me tell you about this situation. Well, it's like what Paul Yeo told us that mm-hmm. one time with the episode for, um, uh, what is it, for the... SAS New Orleans. The, yeah, the New Orleans and the, mm-hmm. the story about his dad. Exactly. You know, and oh, let's write this, and it's a personal, and that ended up going into making right. a really exceptional episode right. of that 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 particular show. So, so this is again something that like because we were always talking about this a lot last year. You and I were talking about mm-hmm. how do we position ourselves and how do we handle these meetings differently and what people want to hear from you. And I read this book last year called um, "Daring Greatly" by mm-hmm. Brene Brown. Okay. And it was all about like um, vulnerability is their main thing, and about how how we have a hard time being vulnerable yes. with people, yes. and how that is like the scariest thing. Because right. when we meet somebody, we want them to be vulnerable with us, but we don't want to be vulnerable with them because it's right. such a, a scary thing. And the thing is, like, and you were saying, Paul, story like. That's him being vulnerable, yeah. and this person about be, and the, being authentic, and, and then being about the the mom being an alcoholic. That's mm-hmm. them being vulnerable, mm-hmm. and you are afraid to say those things because you don't. You know, don't want to be judged. You don't be judged yeah. exactly. But, but, but yeah. the thing is, is that <clears throat> that is what if it, if you're comfortable explaining that darkness in you, people people will sit up right. in a meeting. People that you don't know, and yeah. they're like, "Well, shit." Yeah. You know, like, you know, like, I mean, like. A, that's the part you remember. That's the part you remember. Mm-hmm. And yes. It was a big mm-hmm. thing. Like, I just remember, what's her name? It was it was, it was a genius on this. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people were, would be afraid to do this. Is, um, what the fuck's, uh, Diablo Cody mm-hmm. was very clear about I was a fucking stripper and mm-hmm. I did all this kind of shit up mm-hmm. in, you know, and it's like, that might seem very shameful for you to admit that you had to do that mm-hmm. but the fact that she owned that the right way and was not speaking about Cardi it judgmental herself <laughs> right. you know that's then because she's doing Juno and not mm-hmm. Oscar winner blah 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 it's like that's how you are because as a writer as an artist not just a writer as an artist you are selling what you are about in your point of view and part of that is shaped by these things that or might be shameful for the, to you, right? But it's you about. Be, I'm sorry, Craig, interrupt no. you. It's about your, and I always say it. It's just a fun word. It's it, it is your superpower. 
You know, I lean in. When I'm telling you my story and I'm telling you about growing up in the hood and being the black gay kid, and I talk about being the black Peter Herman in my whole right, neighborhood, right. I'm telling you this underdog right, story. Right. So when you pitched me, oh, we have these four movies or TV shows, and I go, oh, that one I connect to exactly. because of that story I exactly. just told you, exactly. or this other story I didn't tell you. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I pull it back in and go, imagine if that character was like me. Right. Imagine if that character had this thing that my aunt had, mm-hmm. that my sister had, that my brother had, whatever it is is you tie it back in or there was this old lady in the neighborhood who was just like that mm. you know what i mean and they go "Ooh, you have more stories right that's what they're looking for right they're not looking for what you always say your story that you brought in right they're not they're and, it, for- and it sounds like it is <clears throat> we hate to hurt your right. feelings because <laughs> we do you go yeah. in you get that product like, this is my pa- yeah. this is what i want to do but you know you got to understand when you're walking into the lion's den <laughs> the lion don't want your kibble that you brought in your pocket. Right. They want to see, can you get the stake over here? Can you help us get this thing done? And you have to like go in that mindset <clears> and be ready. And like you said, be ready with different things. You know, just can't just have that one mono focus. You I, think, th- I think you have to look at it just like this. And I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, even as a TV or a film writer, you're an assignment writer. Right. Whether you're on a, on a TV show or you're on assignment on that show. Right. Whether you're doing a, you know, somebody's pitch or whatever for a network or for a show. You're 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 still or a movie. Right. You're still an assignment writer for right. that. And if you go with that mentality, that everything I do is I'm an assignment writer, and I'm not just trying to write my specs to sell my specs in this climate when everything is IP. Right. You know what I mean? Unless you can make your own independent for two million dollars, three million dollars, which is what both of us are trying to do with our different projects. It's difficult. Right. You well, know what I mean? Well, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the weird position that people think that they, you know. Hollywood is a machine and the what has happened is is that it's always kind of the PR people in Hollywood pitch these stories about people who have come out of nowhere right. and they tell these stories that do these things and blah 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 and, and a lot of people are coming out of like the independent space right. right and the independent space is what gave them that freedom to do X Y and Z but if you're going to try to and but, but writers want to write on shows mm-hmm. and the thing is is that you don't what, what I, I don't think what people aren't understanding is and this is a, you, the mind shift sifted is this is maybe someone's goal or someone's plan is that hey everybody who's signed to these big deals mm-hmm. they gotta feed that deal and and there's only a certain amount there's only a certain amount of time during the day that they can focus on feeding that deal or they might spend time on a project and it doesn't go through and they still got to give something that they, yep. so and that so, deal ends and that deal ends <laughs> right. and, it, and it doesn't end unless they get something on the air that allows right. for the re-up now that means that it's your job as someone new to come in and say how do I help you move something so that hey I might be the final puzzle piece to take this movie or this TV show, right. you know, like to the level or so that they can take it to the people and they, mm-hmm. and they can run. That's that, you know, because here's the thing these people that you go, these people, you know, that we go and meet for these deals and these, everything like that, they have earned the, 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 the respect of everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why they have deals. That's why they have companies and people finance them because they have shown that, like, I generate money. But I can't create every project that I do. Mm-hmm. So you got to do something that fits for me. Mm-hmm. And that's where your mind has to be because, 
it's so rare. I mean, and this, the, the town always puts these stories up every year about here's someone who came out of nowhere and did a project and everyone jumped on. Remember that movie they called Extant, the guy, mm-hmm. and Steven Spielberg jumped on and blah, blah, blah. It's like, because that show happened to hit what Spielberg wanted and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, and those kind of things. But it's like, most of the time, that doesn't happen. And most but, of the time, these writers who get mm-hmm. stuff going, you have to kind of like, you, you have to get people to trust you and all those kind of things. And that's 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 why you work with other people who, who already have these deals. Right. And if they like you, right. and that's where you don't fuck up a meeting, a general meeting. You can't come in there and be so self-centered to say, I can't help you. Right. you know? and, and most companies have their own mandate. So just because you got a general at a, at, a, at a company doesn't mean that you even fit their mandate. They just like their writing. Or they might want to read, the, meet the, read, the, the writer because they have a good relationship with the agent or the manager. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and sometimes you get that meeting because of that. That's where, mm-hmm. that's why you have sometimes five generals in a fucking day, you know, with different companies and studios all over the fucking, you know, all over LA because of relationships that your reps have or that you might have had, you know what I mean? And so that's why your job when you get in that room is to go, where do I connect? Right. And you don't always, you know what I mean? You don't. And that's so, okay. <laughs> you no, know, it's hey. okay. Yeah, but, the, but, the, the, <clears throat> but the thing too is, is that, yes, you might not connect with what they're doing, but having that general, part of your questioning and your, again, being Sherlock Holmes is, what do they do? Mm-hmm. Because maybe what they're doing right now doesn't fit you, but you hear what they do and you know what you do. And then a month from now you go, oh, this could fit at so-and-so's place exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, so like, I'm going to pitch that story to them. I mean, like the comic book that I took to this big company, I was like, I had, I read this comic like three years ago and I was like, mm. this would be so good, but who would do it? In my head, mm. I was like, who would do it? And I just couldn't think about who would do it. And when I got this meeting, I first wanted to talk to them about um, Sam's, you know, like, you know, like Blackfish City. Right. Um, but then I realized that when I, was, when, I, when I heard them talking, when she was explaining me what they do and everything like that and what their bandwidth is, I was like, oh, I can't, I don't want to talk to them about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might like it, but it, this other thing could really work with them. Right. And when I told them about it, I had to kind of like say, not why I liked it, not why it'd be cool to do, but it was like, well, I had to tailor to like, this is how it kind of works right. for you guys. Mm-hmm. And this is what I like about it right. in terms of in terms of how I see how you guys approach right. things. Right. And mm-hmm. and I saw her eyes light up, you know. Um, and, and that's part of what it is because cause you can't be the 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 creator like the, the you can be the guy who comes in and go, I got an idea let me do this boom I'm taking it to the network and sell it and you can sell it yeah but, but the it, problem is is that you are unlikely to see it go farther than just selling it because who's involved right. you just sold on this on, on on your own yeah they might like the idea but if you go in and like in tag it with this and this right. i mean like like think about deadly class right mm-hmm. so deadly class great comic book right. but miles had had a sh- he, he he hadn't shown the air mm-hmm. and neither had um rick remender hadn't mm-hmm. shown the air but the russo brothers were involved yep now everyone wants to fuck with them 
Yep. You know, and they're like, hey, it was Brandon. Yeah. The Russo, Russo Brothers. Brothers yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Boom. You know, exactly. but the thing is, <clears throat> those guys at the time were probably in the middle of fucking posting Endgame yeah. and had no time to Which do shit. Which is why shit. we never saw them. Yeah. Exactly. No time to do shit. Exactly. But you know what? Everyone wants to work with them. They yeah. already had a deal. It's, mm-hmm. it's just like, it, and, and that. And they're the nicest guys. Yeah, you know what? And that yeah. moves forward because right. of all those other, pe- those other elements involved. Right. That's where it's like, well, do you want to sell your show or do you want to get in with someone who was doing something? Because that's. I said it's a machine, you know. For sure, for sure. I was thinking about also, and you you always talk about this a lot, <clears throat> that you have to imagine a company. So if we are Paramount, you know, uh, well, there's 900 companies in Paramount, but if we are the actual Paramount, for example, you know, we have 20 films on our roster and seven we want to do, but we don't know. We just know we want to do a space odyssey movie we don't know what it is mm. you know what i mean and then you come in and then you pitch said space odyssey right. and we go oh that'd be great but we want to change it to fit our mandate you know where we need a female lead where we need this thing <laughs> it needs to take place in space with these you know right, whatever the right, mandate is right and that's how you sell that original thing that you had but it's not really original because you had to add their element to it right you, <laughs> you know, feel me yeah yeah exactly and then people might get <clears throat> upset because they go right. oh can you make it a, a, me, a female and they might be like well that's or whatever it is they might get upset but what but they're not telling you and is that they might have a, a, a actress on contract that they gotta that, that 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 they gotta get a movie for, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and yep. if because if not, they're still paying that person money, yep. and they're like, "Fuck!" And we're just gonna burn money with them for you because yep. because we didn't get them a movie. Mm-hmm. That's why they might be suggesting something that might seem like the anathema to what you want to do. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I ain't doing that bullshit, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But it's like you don't know what the what what other puzzle pieces are moving in their head. Now it's, it's not up to them to tell you, mm-hmm. you know, what they're trying to do, um, for whatever reason. Um, and it might help if they mentioned something to some, but the, but the, but but like for instance, oh, let's just say I have Jennifer Lawrence on a contract, mm-hmm. and you write this thing, you go, oh, could you make this for Jennifer Lawrence? You might be like, no, or yeah, I want to make the, oh Jennifer Lawrence will be part of my movie, part of my movie. That's wrong, <laughs> but, but, but because because she's not attached to the movie, she didn't even yeah. say, but but they're thinking we could get if she if this is done right, we can present it to her. So I think that's why they don't tell you because they don't want to like. Uh, like fuck up her brand or say mm. she's involved in some right. shit that's not true. Right. Well, they have a first look with her too. Yeah. You know, for you example. Know, right. Yeah, right, 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 right. You know, right. I mean, and and maybe it's your idea, again, when you talk about Lisa, like I got to do the plans, mm. plenty of things is, okay, I'm going into Paramount on something. Mm-hmm. Who do they have deals with? Who do they have deals with actor-wise? Who do they have, you know, producer-wise? Like all this kind of stuff. And so you can say, what, can I talk about that I know they would is is more than just just me? Right. Mm-hmm. It's like here's an idea that can solve some is, some solve issues you have with deals. You and know? side note, just a little side note: if they ever suggest some actors and things to you, please don't make stink face. Oh God! <laughs> I'm just yeah. telling you from experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's actually really good. Note. Where somebody said blah blah blah, and my face, and I'm the type of person that's hard mm-hmm. to hide stuff in my face. <laughs> And I was at a lunch meeting, and the person said, "Oh, well, this sounds like a good fit of so and so." And the sushi was up <laughs> to my lip, and I made this face like, "Ooh!" And I just thought, "Damn it, Lisa! Damn it!" Like, "Oh, we have some other." And I just, just a reminder, like, let them say the names. They're like, "Oh, that's interesting. Wow, hmm." And just keep it, <laughs> keep it neutral. <laughs> that's or, hilarious. Or mm-hmm. Keep it positive. 
Doesn't yeah, I mean, especially even if it's content or a book or a film or something like, oh, but just keep it, hey, okay, interesting, because, you know, if you're making some faces, that might be their favorite, or they might have worked on it. That might have been their yeah, child's that's thing. You never know. You just need to For be sure. aware that when they make suggestions or mention books or other projects and stuff, you just keep your face neutral and eat that sushi. <laughs> <laughs> do what you need to do, but just be aware of that when you're in that context because you just I'm never thinking, know. We were talking on <clears throat> the last episode about what we plan to do in New Year, and mm-hmm. I was talking about that, like, one of my things, my plans that I would love to do, I'd like to be back on staff, but when I say on staff, I mean I want to be in charge or I want to have a voice. Mm-hmm. Now, that means two different things, so I'm going to expand on that a little bit. What I mean is this. So I have two or three shows with Pamela, and I have this show I'm doing for, you know, um, Reggie Hudlin and all them. And either way, I could either come in as an EP, co-EP, something where I have a voice, mm-hmm. or I could be running the show. Right. Right? Right. So that's what I'm saying. I want to have a voice where I have a voice at the table, I have a voice on the set, I have a voice in the production. Okay. Right? And so... That's what I'm looking for. You can call me arrogant, call me whatever you want, but that's what I'm going for. And as I'm watching all of our friends around us who haven't even been on set, you know, and haven't even made a TV show ever, you know, going right to Coe P on stuff, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm pushing for that. Right. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. And I told John, my manager, I'm like, no, I'm going for EP. You start there and we work our way down. I'm not going, <laughs> I'm not going down. We start there and we work our way down. <laughs> you said, <laughs> I'm serious. It's, it's about what yes. you're worth, right? Right. We talk about that all the time. It's totally about what you're worth. And the thing is, is that this kind of goes back to we were talking. I don't know if we were talking about this, but yeah, we were talking about this one time with the assistance. It's like, what is your value? And people will undervalue themselves because they want to do this dream. Right. And the thing is, is that do you want to you know because this what you're not realizing is the strategy is there is opportunities if you ask for them right. i mean i remember i was reading something recently that someone was uh oh it was in that book um, a book called uh, she said mm-hmm. and talking about um uh, uh marissa tomei was explaining about mm-hmm. how much she had these she didn't get harassed them, but she was explaining <laughs> it she's there's all these women who were saying look on 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 any movie you're on Ask for more money if you're a woman. <laughs> right. They have it. Right. They just don't want to give it to you. Of course. But and 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 if you ask for it, you may not get that phone number, but you get you get higher than what they're offering you. And that's the main thing is that I mean, like your situation and my situation is different. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, like in terms of most people coming in writing. If you want to come in and be like to come in for you as a staff writer was like such a um it's a failure to recognize what you can contribute and what your experience is. Mm-hmm. And I feel that like, yes, you people come in as staff writers and it's like, well, because you've never been on set and you don't know, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, but you have. Right. And that's and that's a, that's the huge decision. Like, I'm going through it right now, Lisa, with one of my favorite shows, but I'll tell you offline. Okay. I'm up for, for a mid-level uh, producer and they can't get past the fact of that I was a staff writer on the show last year. And I'm like, I did that to get in. You don't. You need to look at. More. I keep telling them, just get me the fucking meeting. Just give me the. I can sell myself in the meeting. Mm-hmm. They will see I'm not your average Joe. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Just get me in the fucking. Yeah. You know what I mean. They. Well, well, they yeah, yeah. Well, that's so, going to be the title of our new book. Right. Just, it's called <clears throat> "Get Me in the Fucking Room." Yeah. yeah. Well, because see, the thing is, is that <laughs> this is the thing that like that that like I, you know, I wrote this pilot last year, 
and it, and it and it got me a bunch of meetings, you, you know, like uh, in the fall. Somebody mm-hmm. sent me. I could tell from the meetings that, particularly from the showrunners that I met with, they were like, "Yeah, I, they were telling me that they wanted to work to develop stuff with me." Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, you know, you get these. So many people can't write, and they try to get in and they get meetings and they write, or they just or there's enough there's enough on the page for them to feel like I can hire you, yeah. but not necessarily that you can do a lot more than what that is, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, because it takes a long time to get to a position where you can write a competent script mm-hmm. to write something that's like, this is really nuanced and can blow up in a lot of ways mm-hmm. that this could be a series, mm-hmm. you know? Or, because a lot of times, like, I read pilots and they're good. It's like, oh yeah, you can write, but it's, but it's like, this isn't a show. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I know it's not a show. And perhaps you don't know that it's not a show mm-hmm. because you haven't read enough, you haven't seen enough, you haven't like 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 trenched things out enough to right. know. And that's where I think that you are. Is that? Pe- and then people have a hard time trying to like um, uh, they they have a hard time trying to grasp the value because in their own mind they're like, well, if you were staff writer, then you then you're probably only here with your writing, you know. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> You, I'm here, right. and I know I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know that yet. And that's and that's the difference between what's going on today is a lot of us. Speaking of myself, and I know a lot of other people in my in my, in my position who have been in you know they've been in this game for a long time, but just have been working in the indie world. Mm-hmm. You know, making two hundred thousand dollar films and whatever right. stuff like that. And so I know how to do those. So imagine, of course, I could. Do that with a budget. Okay. <laughs> some yeah. real money. Well, well, you know what I'm well, 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 yeah. no like, With some real coin. Exactly. I mean, like, like that's something. That's a, and I'll get you under budget for your budget. Right. Okay. I think that's something that Carl Seaton said one time when he was on Supergirl. Mm-hmm. They were doing something and they, um, there was some issues in the production and he was like, hey, what if we just do this, this, and this? And they were like, how you come up with that? And he was like, I was in the indie space for a right, long time. Exactly. I don't know how to solve certain problems that when, you, when there's no money. Right. There's a point where they have a money issue and they mm-hmm. couldn't do certain things. He was like, don't worry, I got it. Right. And it worked out really well. I remember he mentioned to me, and I, was, I went back and watched the episode. I was like, oh yeah, it's right. just, it's just, it's just, it's a smart creative choice that works from not having any money, mm-hmm. but it's, it feels big still. I mean, because there's a difference between you watch something that's like cheap and it's something that's done inexpensive that that looks big, yeah. you know, um, and that's the thing that that you bring to something that I don't think people people realize that they mm-hmm. don't realize what that skill set that you know how to offer people, and it's not. I mean, you know, we met this when we talked with Linnell and other people. Mm-hmm. It's like they, they had not been on set. Right. You're not on set, even like you know, if, if you do one or two episodes, it's still not. That's not a lot of set time. It's a certain amount of set time. Right. Not a lot You're not of set even time. getting comfortable yet. You're not, you know. Right. But it's like, but you know, I know from working with you on two projects that it's like you bring something to the set that's that's like these, uh, um, these intangible things that's like, you know, it's like it's like when you're working out and there's these big muscle things you do, right. but then there's those little small movements that you got to get in right. that are like that make the big muscles now be stronger because right. you came in and did that thing, and that's what you do really, really well. To which would help everybody on set, you know. Hey, you know, come in to talk to certain people at the right time, at the right here. Because I think a lot of writers come on set when you're young, and it's like, well, now you don't know who to you know who to talk to, and and you also don't know what to say to people, you know, and you also don't know what your place is. But you know, as a writer on set, you're representing the showrunner. 
you know, and 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 you're that kind of like authority. Yeah, sure. But but I think if you're a starfighter, you're afraid to flex your authority, and also because you don't know, right. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. but th- but but that's something you do know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's true. It's true. And I think that when when I'm on a set, I'm all about anticipation. Mm. You know, so I'm anticipating anything. I'm trying to see anything coming. To offset anything. And, and, and I also, it, you, I'm not over your back. I'm not like all yeah. on your face. You know, I <laughs> pop in when I feel like something's wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've watched and I'll sit back for 30 minutes and be like, they haven't figured this out yet. Mm. Let me pull them aside. Mm. Let's go outside and mm. talk for us a quick second. Let's get into your head and figure out what's what. <clears throat> and because I'm trying to let you solve it. Right. I can't be jumping in every five minutes and you won't feel in charge. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. need you need to fill in charge. You need people need to and they need to hear your voice say, "Okay, guys, here's what we're gonna do." I can't walk in and do that. It's gonna look stupid for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not gonna trust you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like all those little things like that that I'm just trying to anticipate. I'm just watching. I'm back there in the crafty, looking at the organization, going, "This is not organized." <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want my actors walking back here and feeling like this isn't right. Mm. You know what I mean? Or whatever. So I'll go back and just straight. If I have to straighten it, I'll straighten it. Right. <laughs> right. You know? And that's the <clears throat> issue that I think that, you know, when you're a staff writer or, or even an executive story writer, story writer and you do get to go to set, you, I know this from people I've met who've come to set and even the first time, some other people I know, that, is that they, being on a film set or TV set it's certainly intimidating to a lot of people mm-hmm. if you've never been in it. If it's, you've been all this time writing and all of a sudden sure. you're around and it's like this machine is rolling right. and it's and it can be intimidating. Actors walking by and blah, blah, blah. And there's a hundred something people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. hundreds sure. of people yeah. and all this just rolling. Yeah. It's, like, it's not just your 20 people, your friends. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, all this going <laughs> yeah. like that, blah, blah, blah. And it's <clears> like, you know, you have to be able to, uh, I mean, is, is, there's a lot you that if you're not comfortable, then you're not, the, well then you're just there and you're right. not being able to and you don't know who to talk to and you haven't thought about well, who do I talk to if there's a problem I mean you hear this all the time it's like well, there's a problem on a set and I didn't know how to handle this and blah 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 and who do I call and blah blah, blah. and it's right. like hey I've been there I know who to, what to talk to if mm-hmm. we're going to do this we talk to this person we got to call the UPM to do this this is a budget problem uh, you know and, and it's like because what you don't want to do is be the person and I'm sure this happens all the time mm-hmm. Staff writers, a problem happens, and everyone on set is looking at you because you're the the, the you represent the showrunner. Yeah. yeah, then it's like what you can't do is then be calling the the showrunner all the time. Because no. then they're like, "Why did I even send you there if you call if you can't make any decisions?" Right. You know, and it's like, and that's where you know, like like the set sea legs become important for the uh, like the writer who's come sure. to set. You know, but that's where you. Mm-hmm. Don't suffer, mm-hmm. you know. Do you have like ima- massive sea, like set sea legs? And I think that that's where I think that if like John is not selling you that way, then maybe he doesn't know. Or maybe people don't know. But it's like that's where again, like you said, get me in the room because mm-hmm. I'll better tell you things that you know. That, I mean, that's the one thing that's always tricky is that you can't anticipate how your representatives are representing right. you. But you can find those fucking emails that they send about yes, you, can't you? Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, and then fire people who aren't who are, who, who are doing it. Really? Right. Yeah. That's how you sold me. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. What was I saying at one time in the episode, I think Richard was on, I was like, 
Um, you better have your resignation letter ready. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> thanks, thanks for bringing the donuts, Richard. Okay. Um, that's funny. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Funny. That's hilarious. But look, um, just talking to you guys out there, just think about, you know, 2020. It's it's an interesting year. You new know, decade. It's a, it's a new decade. It's a voting year. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, we're not in any kind of retrograde or anything like that right now, right? Uh, I will have to see. If I walk outside and start acting <laughs> weird, I will let you know. I didn't see no zombies earlier. I'm an Aries, so I have to look and make sure that <laughs> my sun sign is straight. <laughs> um, no, but just just make sure that you 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 really plan out your year and 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 utilize your 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 time. I think time is really important, and you gotta you gotta ask for what you want, but you have to ask. You have to ask when you're ready, though. I, I hate to say that. You know what I mean? A lot yes. of people don't know they're not ready. They're yes. asking you for and stuff. That, and that's what I, when I was telling you, I was talking to my 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 friend, Ruby. Basically, I just told her, I said, look, I need to come. Mm. She lives out on the East Coast. I said, I need to come and stay with you at your house. Mm. Talk to your husband. <laughs> let me get <laughs> a time limit. <laughs> and I said, I have planned these things. Right. You know, intentionally put these out here. I have these things I need to do, but I need to be not on the West Coast. I need a different energy. I need to be on that side of the coast, and I need to be able to do this. And basically, I just straight out asked her, like, I and told her, this is my intent. This is what I need to do, and I'm asking you. And she's like, oh, sure. You know, I'll talk. We'll work it out. And same thing, you know, going through, get my copywriter, letting her know, this is what my intent is. This is when I expect my book to be done. Mm Here's my money already, you know, paying ahead of time for my copy I need done. And then also already looking in, like, get my horseback riding thing going in and planning on going to Texas. Like, I've already planned out the year. That's done. It's a done deal. Can we still plan out our um, Comic-Con thing? Oh, yeah. No, that's, no, no. Everything is around that. Like, ain't nothing happening for me in July. Like, July is like the open space. That's like. We definitely want to do that live Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Oh God, yeah. yes, yeah, for sure. yes. I will hit up Lana um, and we'll get it together. But, no. but but here's the thing about uh, as you're saying, Lisa, it's like um, and putting money on it, like like yes. not just oh I'm gonna do this. Like no, here is the thing. How much <laughs> is it? All right, let's do this. Here are my flights already booked, yeah. already bo- booked and busy. Yeah, basically for 2020, and it's not like oh I'm just gonna play. It's like no, this is the intention. This is what it is, and already set it up. Yeah. You know, what were you and, saying, Chris? <clears throat> I, just, I just I just forgot it's something about <laughs> I just because it was this nebulous but it's but Lisa, I think the thing that you're saying Lisa is, is that everyone needs to be very aware of what they're trying to do mm-hmm. because you gotta like the oh I know what I was gonna say you were saying about if you're ready and I was reading this interview with uh, Maya Angelou mm-hmm. she was saying that one of the skills that a writer has to develop is to know when this the material is ready. Mm. You know, to know because she was saying, uh, you know, she uh, I don't know when this interview took place, but probably in the mid '90s or something like that. But she was like, "Look, I've been the same editor for 25 years, mm. and there's times when I, I fire him and then <laughs> I come back because he'll say something to me and That's I'll be funny. like, you 'You're gone.' Really? And then like you know, and and then a week later I'd be listening to him and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna make that change, right, right. but <laughs> tell me it was you know." And she has that interesting cadence because it was right. an audio interview, and I was like, "Well." you know shit so um but that's the thing it's like i think a lot of writers don't know when they're ready Mm -hmm. they don't know when the material is really is 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 singing and 
it's a hard place to be, mm-hmm. you know, and it took me a long time to get there. Um, and it's main, I mean, and I didn't even know when, because when you get it done, you feel it's, it's cool and stuff like that, it still might not be ready. And if, mm-hmm. and I, I was talking with someone about this, and I was like, you know what I do now is that I go through a script, because I'm going through a script now, and I just ask myself, oh, I have this new, this new mantra I ask on every scene. Mm-hmm. That's like what do I want the audience to feel in this scene, mm. and I and I, and but that's that's the new new top thing. But I'm like, what information have you learned, and what's clear and what's not clear? What do you need to know now mm-hmm. that is going to then like lead up? Because you know, I'm writing this science fiction thing, and I'm like, and I'm there's all this world building, and, right. you, and I just can't <clears> dump <throat> it all in your head. No. So it's like. I gotta give you enough now in this one scene that the characters the characters are speaking as if they know the world too. Mm-hmm. So, but and then I I gotta I gotta trickle it out, and that is that's why I was, that the one script took me a long time, like three months to crack, crack the character thing. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, you gotta know too much, but it's like that's where you really have like that's a tough skill, but it's a skill because Janine was always talking about that. Are mm-hmm. you ready? Because because yeah. like. Situations come up to you, mm-hmm. and then they fit. You'll mess them up because you're not ready, mm-hmm. and and you might go, "I want to send my script off," and you might say, "Hey, I gotta write this in like I'm gonna rewrite this in a week and get it to you." Blah blah blah. That's the wrong mentality, you know. Uh, I mean, you've got time before someone forgets about you mm-hmm. to get back to them, but well, there's also the mis- the, the the problem of getting too many notes. You get too many notes from huh, Rich. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you get too many notes from people, and it fucks you up. You even get worse. paralyzed. Like, oh, yeah. yeah because you because what am I doing? because because you either try to please them all, or you don't quite understand the note, and you keep trying to fix it to make it until you understand it. You know what I mean? You mm. just kind of keep. Well, that's a big thing. Right. If you don't understand the note, that's because you don't. You have to. You have to go back and ask them the note, and ask people a couple questions. But that's like the whole thing we need to talk about is what's the note behind the note, Correct. and and you got to figure that out. <clears throat> when people give, I say this. We had this whole thing about giving notes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to like say to yourself, "Do you, the person who's the person who's giving me notes, do they understand what the intention that I'm going for? Right. Are or are they applying some sort of some sort of like this this rubric about how they are approaching and seeing my script or seeing my you know because 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 ultimately it's like you know there's these movies that come out that some people love some people hate true you know and and, and every what, movie you know yeah, I mean there's, yeah, <laughs> there's no like, perfect but, but movie the, yeah but these polarizing films right. are one thing right. but you know mm-hmm. and then it's like okay what's the intention that that's that's an example of again it's like here's something that some people got some people didn't get it the people who didn't get it um they like probably didn't understand what the filmmaker was trying to do mm-hmm. but it's the thing that, that, that i say all the time it's like can you put yourselves in the position of saying um erase all of my desires of seeing a movie just <clears throat> look at it objectively as possible right. and say what is like what's happening what are they doing like where is this what are they trying to say and did they say this right and did they not say this right I mean like I was reading this guy's script recently and you know I'm reading it and it's I mean it's it's reasonably well written mm-hmm. in terms of just like how he's craft, how he's like like his writing stuff like right. you know he's not he's not unclear and things like that but then I get maybe 20 pages and I was like you know what he doesn't know that he's gotta have conflict in every scene 
and I realized a lot of writers don't know that you could have right. conflict in every scene. <clears throat> and then I realized that, well, do you even know what conflict in the scene is? Because conflict, you think, <laughs> you know, conflict like sounds like it's a big thing and yeah. maybe there's going to be this craziness happening. Right. But it doesn't. It's mm-hmm. the simple, like we say, it's, it could be a misunderstanding. It, it could be a misunder- yeah. misunderstanding in a conversation. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, so th- again, that Mamet memo, everyone needs to track this down to find this because it's like he makes it clear. It's like, if I want a glass of water and you want to talk to me, mm-hmm. that's the conflict. <laughs> You know, I, well, no, let me drink first. No, 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 no. You know, it's like, right. and I'm getting away from you to get to the sink. That's mm-hmm. the simple conflict. That doesn't right. seem like conflict, but it causes the person who wants to drink to kind of like to, to. That person is going to shut down the conversation in a certain way, mm-hmm. and the person who's trying to talk to you has been really big to get out of you. They're like, no, no, no. You got to hear me. Right. But that's a simple thing, and it's like that's where people fail to it's not they're not knowing what what like like what they got to do and that's where you're not i was i was thinking about something you were saying earlier about um um forget all the screenwriting books that you read and all that stuff like that because now i mean a lot of that still is logged in our heads because some of us have taken those classes Mm -hmm. and all that other shit but i've learned to discern it is that the right word right some discernment Um, yep because now what I do is when I'm reading a script or watching a movie, I'm watching it or I'm look even when I'm reading a script, I'm looking at it up there, like, like as if it's on the screen. I'm going, am I bored yet? Has has a moment hit me where I understand what their issue is? Have I understood what their you know desire is? Right. Or I understand whatever, and I'm I'm looking at it from those point of view. So when I'm writing new scripts now, I'm not necessarily doing oh by page thirty. I need to. Do, I'm going. Do I feel this exactly. way now? It becomes intuitive. Do I feel now. like that? That's why I always say that's why that mantra is like, what do I want you to feel in this scene. Right. If I need you to feel afraid in this scene, if I need you to feel tense, if I need right. you to feel relieved because the last scene was so fucking you frightened, it's like right. know that there was it a rise and fall. Rise, rise and, and fall. fall. There's a right. there's a um. <clears throat> What is that thing? You know those things, those master class things with all the people mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. see? Sure. Um, I was watching and all those guys. Right. Yeah, everyone gives yeah. it. Well, not everyone, but, but there was one that I was watching, like uh, Ron Howard's. Right. Ron, and every, you know, and doesn't matter what you think about Ron Howard. I like Ron Howard. He's fucking successful as shit, and he's and he's made some huge fucking mm-hmm. movies. And Grazer, he's, come on. Now. Yeah, I mean, all those guys. But he made it, but he was saying something about... Like he was like so Steven Spielberg he has the he does a sequence approach where it's like if, you look, if you look at his movies yeah. there's like these sequences of strength and yep. boom 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 and it's like that's something that came out of this not necessarily uh, what the screenplay is doing but it's how he's like interpreted the screenplay right. to work on a film and there's, I was there's think, eight of them in a movie yeah, and it keeps it much it keeps more it going, you know, I was, and I was thinking about it too there was someone else I was talking <clears> to <throat> about one time and um, you know there's a certain kind of thing about the mechanics of movies right, right. so like like the, the in the old days when they make movies they were on the film reels yeah. right and the film reels would be 10 minutes yep. And it's like fifteen. Fi- fifteen. It was it was every fifteen minutes they would stop. Well, it, well that's later. But the right. the early, early signs they survived everything the threes, it was ten minutes, ten minutes, ten right. minutes. And it was kind of like, um, what has to happen oh, is because the, the tape would run out. 
yeah, yeah, right, yeah right. you you have to change the reel. Beats, you have to yeah, change right. the reel, and it was like you got to have something really strong happening in every reel. Cliffhanger. But the thing is, yeah, mm-hmm. the thing is, is that this one guy was saying, but you can't always have it be near the end of the ten minute mark because at the reel change. There could be something. That's a part where the projectionist could fuck up, and there might be this little like glitch in that's the funny. in the thing. So he was like, "You can't have it right near the last ten minutes because right. if it happens on the real change, the audience might miss it because it might not. It might there be. That's so funny. you got to kind of like, is it right before there, or right after there? Right. So you can kind of like gauge that. And I was like, that's a funny way to look at how people used to design mm-hmm. the, the ebb and flow of a movie. Right. And that's really what it is, the ebb and flow of the movie. Because if you look at a movie, are we talking about earlier, 1917? I'm sure that movie like does that. It, it does have its three-act structure. Mm-hmm. But the way it's set up, it's like it's so like organic and it's yeah. breathing in a way that's like, mm-hmm. it's heavy it's breathing. Like page it, two, they get the, they they get get the, the thing, thing to go. I yeah. mean, it's like, bam. Yeah, <laughs> boom, boom. You know, and, yeah. it's, and it's all these little things yeah. and these moments and it's like, and it just, you know, I mean, it's, there. It, that's a movie, that's a movie again that you look it at. It heroes. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You did not see, see that. Any coming. Yes, <laughs> coming. Yeah, it's just Don't say anymore. No, but, but it's, <clears throat> it's, you watch it and you just kind of look at it like, okay, like what? Just keep me, keep me interested. Right. Keep me going. That's why I loved about Ford Ferrari too. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just fascinated by what's happening. You're yeah. like, whoa, whoa, and you kind of like well, and the monologues. Yeah, just, <laughs> and you, you kind of like, who is the star? Exactly, who yeah. is the star in this movie? Because right. it's like you have two bit, you have Matt Damon and fucking um right. Christian Bale, mm-hmm. and it's like, and they balance that well, and all the and all the little co-stars, yeah. are even the wife and the son. The wife, they all yeah, that shit. yeah, yeah. Oh, that scene with the yeah. wife in the car. <laughs> Woo! Y'all oh, didn't yeah, see this movie, yeah, but it's yeah. like, and that's and that's a little scene. Right. That, you know why she did that movie? Yes, you exactly. know why she did yes, that movie. But that's yes. a scene that I remember. I remember James Mangold was saying too. He's like, "I'm going to do a scene that will be great for her, that fits her character, mm-hmm. that that would talk to him mm-hmm. because because you can't have that same conversation like like in the the house. Right. It works in the car only. Right. And change the environment. Change the environment. Yeah. And all that kind of great <clears throat> stuff. Yeah. And it's like that's. Um, but that's a movie too that you watch I mean that's a movie where you don't get caught up in the mechanics of the storytelling and that's where I tell people I hate movies now where it's like if I can see like if I can see the the clockwork of the story story Mm -hmm. you failed to me because it was it was the perfect scene if you think about it in the sense that so this this is a film about you know these race car drivers right Mm -hmm. he's clearly the best in the world Mm -hmm. right in America whatever but he's British Mm -hmm. and and if he were to have an argument with his wife, where would be the best place for her to have an argument? While she's driving in the car when he's helpless to drive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect place. Perfect you know what I mean? place. They're, not, they're not standing in the, the kitchen, kitchen you know, talking or whatever. You know, he's right. not driving. Exactly. He's, you know, they're not in a mechanic's place. Right. She's like in control she's and in he's control. helpless because and she, she could drive too she could drive because too. that's his wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's so a, and it's great because it's yeah. like she feels helpless because of his, of his choices right. you know, in life and right. now it's the time she's in control right. and he's helpless and now I can like, it's genius. And it's about them coming to an understanding finally, you know. It's yeah, but that's yeah. the thing about you know the writing is like right. you can't feel like you know. That's all. It, like the whole thing goes back to what you said about being ready. Like, how do you develop the skill to know when the work is ready? Because right. it's not really for you to like it. 
It's for, is it, does it communicate your idea to everyone else? And that's the I think that's the part that's that's the line you got to jump over. Is it is it beyond what's in your head? Is it, it does it put everything on the page in a way so that my idea is transmitted to other people right. the right way? Mm-hmm. For sure. Cool. Awesome. Well, I hope Thank this you. is helpful for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there was some. Okay, uh, get your 2020 some intentions. game in there. Yes. You know, what I mean, we could, you know, we could talk about playing the mm-hmm. all fucking day. Um, where you at, Chris Derek? I am at uh, unauthorized CBD on Instagram and Twitter. That's cool. Lisa, Lisa, called Jam. Uh, what fresh hell is this? Even though I haven't posted in a long, long time, it's I'm I'm still lurking. <laughs> you can at least like or retweet some shit every once you know in a while. what okay I'll go <clears> in and, and put something up <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, and I'm your host Hilliard Guest you guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest you guys can follow the show Screenwriters RR on Twitter any questions ScreenwritersRentRoom at gmail.com please follow us um, subscribe um, all that shit on Insta- Instagram on <laughs> shut up girl on, on um, what now on iTunes Stitcher Apple Podcast uh, what's it, I always forget what it's called Archer what's it called Anchor Spotify, that's what I said Anchor Spotify, Spotify um, <clears throat> all that shit yeah Pocket Cast yeah. Uh, mm. almost it's, all of them it's every, it's everywhere, everywhere now we're everywhere yeah, now everywhere, so. everywhere for sure uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for listening all over the world. All you peoples out there, please go on our what, Chris? Our Patreon page, which you can find the <coughs> link on the front page of the website, screenwritersrr.com. is a big button that says Patreon <laughs> page. Support the show. Show notes. You know, show notes are there. T-shirts. Uh, t-shirts. Oh, that reminds me. You know what I'm working on, which is What's so that? cool? I'm going to put it up on the site everyone to look at. Um you know, the famous, famous book is Hitchcock Truffaut, right. the thing about the interviews they had, you know? I have that book. Um, you know, what's fascinating is that there's 25 uh, YouTube um, clips really? of the actual, no, actual of interview. the actual interviews. Like they, they found the tapes really? because they had been lost for like 20 years. Yeah. And they found, so you hear like the true conversation, not the edited down thing. You mm-hmm. hear them laughing and all the stuff that didn't necessarily make the book because it was oh, kind of these digressions. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm setting up like so you can watch all those links and it'll, and it'll be a nice. it'll be an entry, uh, nice. entry on the on the website. That'd be good. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> awesome. Well, um, anyway, again, uh, we appreciate all you guys listening to the show. Hope you guys had a great uh, Christmas and New Year and welcome to the New Year 2020, y'all. So y'all know how we do it on the show. We keep it real. We keep it opinion. We keep it what, y'all? The Roaring, the roaring 20s. 20s. Yeah. Peace, y'all. Ciao. I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, they sneak up all the Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening You're pinning words All like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room.